Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM. So I won the first ever official 910 The Fan bowl off against Michael Phillips. And then, you know, he, we were just kind of shooting the stuff here, and he was messing around. Well, his second 10 frames, he bowled a 138. If he had bowled that, he would have been victorious. We'll definitely be doing this bowling competition again, maybe even in Vegas when we broadcast live from Radio Row for the big NFL game that's played at the end of every season. And look, we've got conference championship weekend. This is one of my favorite days of the NFL season. I I talked about this last week. I think last week's the best weekend, right? Divisional round of the playoffs. The one seeds are in from both conferences. You know, nobody's really a Cinderella story at that point. Uh, you know, Packers were lucky to be there. They played a heck of a game. Could have beaten the Niners. Uh, you could say the Bucks were lucky to be there. The Lions were kind of lucky to win that game with how Baker threw for 350 yards and three touchdowns. And then Chiefs-Bills was just such an epic matchup once again. Patrick Mahomes getting the best of... Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So I, I love divisional round, but I do think this Sunday is the best day of the NFL season. Two games with everything on the line, a trip to Vegas and a chance to host hoist the Lombardi Trophy. So Chiefs-Ravens, 3 p.m. and then 6.30 on Fox from Santa Clara, California. The Lions against your host team in the NFC Championship game, the San Francisco 49ers and joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline it is Dante Whitner what's going on buddy nothing much how you guys doing good man good to get you back on the show and we'll start with this you know we had you last year on the show as the Niners were making their run in the playoffs and then of course Purdy gets hurt and they lose to the Eagles are you surprised that this team is back here in the same position this year no, I'm not surprised. They have majority of the team that returned. A couple additions. A um, couple guys left that were, you know, impactful in the defensive line. But I knew that once Brock Purdy healed up and everybody returned and remained healthy, that the 49ers will make another Super Bowl run. Dante Whitner with us here on the hotline, otherwise known as Dante Hitner from his 11 years in the NFL and a three-time Pro Bowl at the safety position here. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I just look at this game here, and I said the same thing for both games, Chiefs, Ravens, and Lions, Niners. I get it. You know, Both these teams have playmakers on the defensive end, but I think the quarterbacks are going to rise to the occasion. So I think we're going to be looking at a shootout, Lions, Niners. What do you think? I don't think it's going to be a shootout. When you look at Jared Goff's history versus the 49ers, it's not – um, you know, uh, uh, a positive thing going into this game. I believe that he has seven interceptions and he's only three and six versus the 49ers. And I believe that's going to boil down to the 49ers stopping that Lions running game with Gibbs and Montgomery. If they can make them one-dimensional, they can turn that offense that's predicated on uh, quick throws that the defense can identify when he wants to throw it and take away uh, St. Brown and Laporta, I think he'll have, a trouble, he'll have a hard time moving the ball up and down the field. But that's all predicated on the 49ers stopping the run. But they have yeah. had a phenomenal year. Um, but when it boils down to it, the 49ers defense is significantly better than a Detroit Lions defense. And I think that it'll boil down to which defense plays the best, gets off the field on third down, and comes away with the turnovers. 
And what I've seen from Detroit's defense, I don't know if they can, um, you know, stop this 49ers offense. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I'm really excited to see the game plan for offense coordinator Ben Johnson. I just think uh, throughout this entire season and in the playoffs, he's really had some good play design, especially hard play action fakes, uh, to get his receivers open, Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown. On the offensive end for the Niners, uh, what is the situation that you're hearing with Debo Samuel and his availability? Well, he practiced yesterday, and if you were on social media, you saw him jumping around, his hands above his shoulders, catching football, so it looked like he's going to be a goal. And they need Debo for this offense to run in unison. Um, even if he doesn't get the football, he demands attention from the defense. So a lot of what Kyle Shanahan does with the pre-snap and post-snap motions, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey is involved. With the orbit motion, with the reverse motion, the backside of the defense has to slow down because he's so vital and and he's so good with breaking tackles in the open field that you can't leave one guy backside for Debo Samuel. And then underneath, when it comes down to Campbell and, and uh, Veloni um, trying to cover Debo Samuel, Kittle, and, and, jo- and, and Christian McCaffrey backside, I truly believe that they're going to have a hard time with covering these guys and tackling them in the open field. So um, maybe I'm wrong, but what I've seen from the 49ers all year long and what I've seen from the Detroit Lions defense, I think they're going to have a hard time. Dante Whitner on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, 11-year NFL vet and a three-time Pro Bowl safety, uh, played for the 49ers. And look, this is going to be a tough test for the Niners' defense, but put yourself in into the shoes of the safeties for the Niners here. Uh, when you're going against a guy like Jared Goff, and then, you know, you talked about it, the, the Lions' ability to run and then set up play action, you know, what kind of problems does that cause? Well, primarily they have to stop the run game, and that's every defense in the NFL and try to make the opponent one-dimensional. But like the Detroit Lions defense, similarly to the 49ers defense, play action is huge. And every defense in the NFL that's called has a way to stop play action. But it's up to the individual players to remain with their eyes focused on the right play and the right keys that's going to tell you run and pass. And so often you get underneath defenders and safeties who's responsible for the pass, staring in the backfield, looking at the handoff, and next thing you know, you have a tight end or wide receiver running past you. So it's all about reading your keys, being locked into the moment, and not being fooled with the play action by staring at the quarterback in the play action phase. Dante, this feels like this this could be one of those epic games that you know comes down to maybe the final drive or two. Uh, it could be really close there in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, how, how much do you think home field advantage is going to play in, in, as a factor here for the Niners team at Levi Stadium? I think the advantage will be huge. The faithful is one of the top fan bases in the National Football League. They travel well and at home. Um, I think another thing that's going to be uh, a critical um, a critical thing is the Detroit Lions playing outside on grass. When you look over the last two years, they haven't really played outside on grass. And when they have, Jared Goff's passer rating, yards per game, uh, and touchdowns significantly decrease. So I think it's going to be huge with the 49ers' advantage being at home. 
Dante, can you kind of compare and contrast, in your opinion, the two quarterbacks? You know, Jared Goff, you know, drafted so high, played for L.A., went to a Super Bowl. They kind of ship him out, and he's kind of uh, reinvented himself with Detroit. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, but has been nothing, you know, short of incredible in his time with the Niners. Well, it's funny that I'm, I'm really going to say this, but when you look at Jared Goff, I would say that Jared Goff is what you would consider a game manager. And we've been hearing a lot about Brock Purdy, a game manager. Well, the data doesn't show that Brock Purdy is a game manager. And even when you look at the film, it doesn't add up. A lot of the throws that he's making, it takes high-level quarterback ability to manipulate guys that are underneath, know you're going to take a hit, have the anticipation to put throws right on the money, and have the guts to throw those footballs. And when you look at Brock Purdy improvising, you would think that Lamar Jackson or – Patrick Mahomes, or one of the guys that they consider mobile, uh, one of the guys that would lead the NFL and improvise throws, throws while scrambling. Well, Brock Purdy and Josh Allen have seven touchdowns while improvising. That's number one in the NFL. Um, so I think that you can take that game manager label off of Brock Purdy. But when I look at Jerry Goff and what he accomplished, if you go back and look at the data and you look at the film, 70% of his throws are quick throws. Sam LaPorta to the flat, um, getting the ball right out right now to Gibbs underneath, going to quick motion, put him right over the football. It's a lot of easy reads and quick throws, and when he doesn't have that first read, he tends to struggle, and he becomes a below-average quarterback. So if they get him off his first and second read, get him to scramble, he's leading the NFL with um, throwaways, with 26. So it's not about getting sacks on him. It's about taking away his first read and and then, Dante, you look at the battle of the running backs, Jameer Gibbs uh, against Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, they both can be incredible uh, with the ground-and-pound attack there. But what I'm interested in is who's going to be better catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, last game, Christian McCaffrey was targeted 12 times in the receiving game, had seven catches for 30 yards. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, four catches for 40, a few of those on the biggest drive of the game. I do think it's going to be important between the two quarterbacks, which can kind of get their running backs involved, other than just handing it to them, but getting to, to them in the flat and some open space. Well, Jameer Gibbs is phenomenal with the ball in his hands, and that's one of the reasons why he was drafted where he was, is because he's a dual threat. And whenever he's offset in the backfield and shotgun, he's either receiving the ball on a handoff, he's getting a screen, or he's the primary receiver because they don't really trust him in pass protection. But when I look on the opposite side of the ball and what the 49ers have at linebacker and how they've been covering running backs all year long, I would have to give that advantage to the 49ers. Having Fred Warner, who's first-team All-Pro, which means you're the best linebacker in the league with Roquan Smith, and then Dre Greenlaw, who's coming off one of the best games of his career, who's really that fire starter for this defense, and he's shown the ability to cover wide receivers and understand um, when to jump down and take away a guy, a quick guy's um, cushioning, and when to lay off and take away the deep ball. So I would have to give that advantage to the 49ers. And then when I look at Christian McCaffrey and what the Detroit Lions have at linebacker, I see a lot of stiffness from the Detroit linebackers. Um, they, they play the run very well. Um, you know, a lot of top-heavy guys. But primarily, Avaloso, I, I forget his last name, Avala, A-V-A is number 34, their lead linebacker. Well, he's primarily a weak side linebacker, and he's leading the NFL in missed tackles. And backside, they're going to motion, short motion, Christian McCaffrey out 
similar to an empty, and they're going to run the entire route tree on him, and they're going to force him to have his best game. And if you jump down and double him, they're going to keep Brandon Ayuk to that side, and he's going to be against Cam Sutton, who's pretty much given up 500 yards and three touchdowns in the last four games and is lacking confidence. So all around the board, if the 49ers can block Aiden Hutchinson, who has 116 pressures, the next guy on the team has 40 with some chip protections, some slide protections, make him think, I think the 49ers are going to have a lot of success through the air. So I'll give that advantage right there to Christian McCaffrey. Dante, really good insight, man. Really appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, enjoy the games this Sunday. That is Dante Hittner, 31. Follow him on social media at Dante Whitner. I'm at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. Play to win coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Happy Friday, everybody. It is a football Friday on The Fan. You just heard from 49ers insider, Dante Whitner, otherwise known as Dante Hitner, from his 11 years in the National Football League as a hard-hitting safety. We'll talk Lions with Greg Henson coming up next, but it is time for Play to Win on the Fan. All right, so this is Play to Win, and I started Play to Win as my first shot at radio, CBS Sports Radio, 1580 AM in Washington, D.C., alongside my good buddies and interns at 106.7 The Fan, Andrew Passaro and Jeff Gilly. And uh, it being my first shot at radio, we wanted to keep it alive, and so we give it to Stubb. His shot to earn his stripes here in the radio industry as Play to Win honors the best sports audio from around the globe. Stubb, what do you got for us today? Hey, hey, we're going to go through the accolades, give out some of the best players, some of the tilts and whatnot to start off. I'm going to start with the best player of the week. I'm going to play a little bit of audio for that. And a B with the ball after a steal. Joel drives it down the lane, left hand layup, it's up and good. You put up 70 points, that's a pretty good performance. <laughs> yeah, Joel Embiid, just unbelievable. I mean, uh, it's so wild how good he is when he's locked in. And, man, uh, you know, I kind of feel like he needs to win a title for it to be cemented of just how good he is as a basketball player. But I'll tell you this, the stats don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> 36 points per game this season, 11.4 rebounds. Yeah, that's called a walking double-double. Also blocking two shots a game, one steal, six assists. I I think that's something that is surprising to people. Your center getting 36 points, 11 rebounds, and six assists, just dominating this season. Yeah, 70 points. Like That's more than like a college basketball team normally puts up. It's (laughs) it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the winning team of the week. Mayfield in the middle, it's intercepted! It's Derek Barnes! It's off to San Francisco for the Lions! It's the Lions. I don't think a lot of people saw them coming this far. I've been rooting for Detroit. I'd like to see them go another week further. 
Yeah, no, you're certainly right about that. I mean, I think I would argue that the Ravens should be the winning team of the week. They were the ones with the blowout victory. But um, just, the, you know, the Cinderella story of the Lions, even though, you know, they had a high seed going into these playoffs and were NFC North champions, I feel like everyone just thought, oh, they're the Lions. Eventually they'll lose. Well, now they're, you know, just 60 minutes away from a chance at the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Ravens were perhaps the most winningest team, but I think the Lions' win was the one that uh, was the hard, most hard-fought, and uh, I think most people are proud of them to get here. My sports tilt of the week is the firing of the Bucks head coach on a two-game win streak with a great season. It just feels, I don't know, not very professional to me. I, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, look, we talked about it earlier. Giannis is, is a liar, telling everyone that he was not involved in conversations that led to the coach getting fired. I mean... It is so weird. It's just, look, they were 30-13 and 13 when he got fired. Well, guess what? They won their first game without him. I think they're going to continue to win games without him. I actually, you know, am, am changing my mind about this. You know, initially when they said Doc Rivers was hired, I was like, with what resume, right? He led the Celtics to a championship like 20 years ago. And since then he had unsuccessful stops with the Clippers and with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, and before the Celtics, he was the magic coach with Tracy McGrady, and they lost 22 games in a row. That led to him being fired. I think you could argue that Doc Rivers really isn't the greatest coach, but I think you can argue that he's a leader of men, and he's really good at working with superstars. You know, he never got to the mountaintop with the Sixers or the Clippers, but you never had, you know, teammates fighting each other. You know, you had Chris Paul getting along with Blake Griffin in Lob City. You had Philadelphia 76ers, James Harden, uh, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and look, they were a couple bad bounces away with the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard making that game-winning shot from getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and competing for a shot at an NBA title. I actually think that it's going to work out well with Doc Rivers just because of the fact that how can he screw this up? It's Damian yeah, Lillard. It's, it's Giannis Adentiokounmpo. It's Chris Middleton. It, Brooke Lopez is playing well. They just have so much talent. Yeah. Hey, and it, it just it just felt unprofessional to me on, for yeah. a winning team to, to remove. Guess you're just never safe in your job. Let's move yeah. on over to the game-winning moment of the week. Pull-up jumper at the buzzer. He got it! Kevin Durant! Kevin Durant with the Suns, last second, getting that jumper. That was a good moment. Yeah, you know, and it really hasn't been a season full of that many good moments for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they are hot as of late, winners of seven straight, and that's because they've finally gotten healthy, right? I mean, yeah. Kevin Durant has played 37 games this season and started 37 games. Uh, Devin Booker has played 35 games. Bradley Beal's only played 20, all right? And, you know, that was the big move that they made in the offseason was getting Bradley Beal uh, in a trade with the Washington Wizards. They sent Chris Paul to Washington. Then he moved on uh, in another trade after that. But as of the last three games, Bradley Beal is averaging 21 points per game, 25, 18, and 20, to go along with five assists and five rebounds a game. Uh, I think they expect more out of him with his $55 million a year. But if he can provide, you know, 22 points per game for them for the rest of the season, I do think they're really going to climb up the standings in the Western Conference. All right. Now it's time for the big play performer of the week. Jackson keeps Stanley in front of him. Touchdown, Lamar. Lamar Jackson. I know you yeah. said the Ravens should have been the winning team. I'm going to give it to Lamar. He is the difference maker in Baltimore. It is insane watching him play every game. I think the stat was the first with two passing and two rushing touchdowns in 
in a long time or like one, one of only five to do it. Just something incredible like that. Yeah, I mean, he had 11 carries for 100 yards. That's basically nine yards every time he scrambled outside of the pocket. For me, you know, they give him the nickname Action Jackson because he looks like he's playing a video game. There were two different plays against the Texans where he ran for about 15 or 20 yards untouched. Right, and yeah. I know, Stubb, you remember the play where he like stopped on a dime. The linebacker ran right past him, yeah. and then he kind of like slid wow. down. He's doing Madden moves in an NFL game. I, I, I really hope the Ravens win so we can see him on a international stage. Yeah. Right, the Super Bowl, the most watched sporting event around the globe. We need Lamar in that competition. He's just insane. One of the best players to watch. And we're gonna finish yeah. out with this is a new one. It's the voice call of the week. Ooh. Over to Jokic. Jokic at the point. Steps into a three. Ball game! Ball game. <laughs> I just love the way he says that. Yeah, no, really good emphasis right there. Stubb, really good job putting together play to win this week. Final thoughts? This was just a good week. And uh, as we move away from uh, as having as many NFL games, we're going to have to move on to some more basketball. I might try to grab some more hockey clips as we go on into next week, get some more college stuff. But uh, I just, man, I could just love watching Lamar. That's my takeaway. I love that. Now let's hear uh, the audio that you've put together for Play to Win. Jackson keeps Stanley in front of him. Touchdown, Lamar. He's going to be MVP for a reason. Mayfield in the middle. It's intercepted. It's Derek Barnes. It's off to San Francisco for the line. I envisioned that we would have a chance to compete with the big boys. McCaffrey. McCaffrey scores! 49ers in front! 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it! Wide right. You know, I wish it wouldn't have been put in that situation. You know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Pull-up jumper at the buzzer. He got it! Kevin Durant! McCollum with another. Another deep three. Giannis takes flight and sends it down again. And it be with the ball after a steal. Joel drives it down the lane. Left-hand lamp. It's up and good. This is the peak of basketball, in my opinion. Crosses over against Davis. Takes it into the paint. Pirouettes. Floats it up. Floats it in. Kawhi Leonard, the closer. Over to Jokic. Jokic at the point. Steps into a three. Bogey! Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's Edition. Don't call River City Roll just a bowling alley. They've got live music, chef-inspired menu, uh, a really good beer selection as well, including anytime there's a football game on, you can get a pitcher of River City Roll beer for just $10. $10 for a pitcher of beer anytime there's football on. You're not going to find a better deal than that here around town. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, a familiar voice on 910 The Fan, now a morning show host in Michigan, it's Greg Henson. What's going on, Greg? Hey, Watt, my man. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, can you believe that the Lions are here playing in, you know, the second biggest game of the season? No. <laughs> It's no, wild, the Lions right? have historically been a laughing stock, and I can't even wrap my brain around it because I was at the last game they won um, in the playoffs so before this year. So, 
uh, to say one game away from the Super Bowl, which you know they're not going to, right? <laughs> I really is- want them to because all reports are that your offense coordinator, Ben Johnson, will be announced as the commander's he- next head coach following this season. So I want him to come to Washington with a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, not going to happen. You know what's going <laughs> to happen Sunday? What? Do you remember the movie Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The Lions are Andy Dufresne, and the Niners are the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> you just think I, the Cinderella story ends Sunday at 6.30. Yeah, I just don't think the Lions defense can hold up. I really yeah. don't. I think uh, Brock Purdy will have a field day um, against that secondary. I mean, they, they've played some games really well, but by and large, they're just not that good yet. The Lions still need a cornerback. Cam Sutton's just not good, and uh, they'll exploit that, sadly. Yeah, I mean, we just had Dante Whitner, longtime safety in the NFL for the 49ers on the show, and he kind of gave the Niners the advantage defensively, and that's why he thinks uh, they get the win. Here's what I'll say for the Lions, though. I feel like Detroit has had a really solid game plan to start games and to get themselves a lead to play with. That could be a key factor in this game. It might. If you know, if Goff does what Goff's done the last couple of weeks, it'll be closer than I think. I, I, I'm a little nervous that I, I think either they get blown out or they win it tight. I don't think there's going to be any any in between on this one. I think the Lions win or get smoked. How do you feel about Brock Purdy? You know, everybody kind of called him a game manager last year, and then uh, this year he was lighting it up for a little bit and then, you know, had a couple stinkers. And the the Niners went on a three-game losing streak and almost lost their position in the NFC. And then in these playoffs, he's been, you know, decent. I didn't think he was really good against the Packers. In fact, I was kind of shocked that they won that game. For most of the game, I thought Jordan Love was good enough to win. So how how do you kind of compare the two quarterbacks in this matchup? Well, I, uh, I think Purdy just makes plays. That last drive was brilliant on his part to beat the Packers. I, uh, I, you know, when you said they lost three games, who was missing that, those three games? Right, Debo and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. That, see, Brock Purdy's perfect for that team because they have so many weapons, and he's so cheap they can spend money elsewhere. You know, that, that's a huge deal when you got a quarterback on the cheap and you can spend that cap money on, you know, on, on acquiring Chase Young or, you know, somebody on the defense to help out. But, you know, I think he's fine. And I think, I think Goff's good, not great. Jared Goff's very good. Um, but I think it's just kind of proof that, you know, that, that you don't need – to spend a ton of money on your quarterback. Obviously, the Lions are spending more, but, uh, you know, they're both just – Purdy's good and Goff's really good, not great. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just – you're not seeing Mahomes out there. Right. Well, that's the interesting thing is in the AFC, it's two teams led by their quarterback. In the NFC, it's two teams led by, you know, their star playmakers. And running backs, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery are a great one, too, for the Lions, and they got Amon Ross St. Brown and Laporta. Those are playmakers, right? And Goff is better than Purdy, so he can deliver, which I think Goff may give the Lions a chance because the Niners, uh, you know, the, in the running game, because the Niners aren't the great greatest against the run. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. They've been shredded see... the last couple of weeks. 
I'm, I'm interested to see about the tight end matchup here. Sam Laporte has been really good all season long. Obviously, the Niners, we know what George Kittle can do in a big game. I, I'm looking at the over and the receptions for Sam Laporta. Do you think he can have over five and a half catches? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I might bet that. Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. You could get it on, on FanDuel right now, plus money for six plus. So if I put down $50, how much do I win? Fifty dollars, I'll tell you right now, would win you fifty-seven. So no, you, that's you, not worth it. Well, you'd end up with a hundred and seven. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe so I'll you'd do be that. doubling okay. up your money. Yeah, that sounds so, good. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I look, I, you know, I was doing the game last week and betting live on Fanduel, which is so much fun to do, Greg, when you're watching a game yeah. and you know you could <laughs> bet on what's going to happen this next play. And there was a bet on Fanduel that was, will Sam Laporta catch a pass this drive? I hit it three straight drives last week. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, he's become a real solid weapon for for Jared Goff. I mean, the Lion offense. The Lions have $55 million to spend in the offseason. They already have shown they can draft. If they go spend a little money on that defense, man, I just – they might really have something next year. I think they should have helped themselves at the deadline, and they didn't. It was stupid. They should have gone out and got Young to go opposite Hutchinson. Yeah, I mean, do you think Hutchinson could be a game wrecker? Can he do enough to bring the Lions to the Super Bowl? Um, God, man. It's going to be tough. That secondary, Cam Sutton is like a gaping wound on that defense. (laughs) And, you know, the opposing quarterbacks just stick their finger in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and it's tough. But there's two ways to stop a passing game. One, you get after the quarterback. Two, you lock down coverage. I mean, yeah, he's capable. It's just he's been on a tear. He has eight sacks in the last four games. Greg Henson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. You can check him out hosting in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Follow him on social media at Greg Henson. Greg with three G's. So uh, I want to get your take on Ben Johnson real quick because, you know, all the reports are that he is going to be the next head coach of the Commanders. I mean, uh, were you impressed with him this season? Were you impressed with him last season when the team was 1-6 at one point and nobody was even talking about him? I mean, is this a one-hit wonder guy or is this a guy that could have success in Washington? No, I think if he brings in the right staff, he'll be successful. He's going to need to get a quarterback, though. That's yeah. ultimately going to be the problem in D.C., and he can do that. Where are they picking now, Adam? Number two overall. Oh, Jesus. Do you take Who do you take? See, I, I've been saying I'm all in on Caleb. I think you have to do whatever it takes to get up to number one because I just think he's the sure thing. You know, I, Greg, you, you tell me this. You watch a lot more college football than me. I, you know, my argument for Drake May is, well, why did he end up at UNC if he's that good? Never take a UNC quarterback, ever. Right, yeah. Look, I mean, is it Trubisky from there? Yeah, yeah, same with yeah. Sam Howell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sam Howell, I'm never doing that. I mean, there's a lot. I, I'd rather have J.J. McCarthy than <laughs> Drake May. Sorry, it's just <laughs> I, I'm not ever drafted. Prior to, to Stroud, I wouldn't have taken Ohio State quarterback either. Right, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Ben Johnson's really good. I was impressed with him last year, and you know, like any offensive coordinator, he has his brain fart moments. But man, he he just has a really exciting, imaginative offense. That if you have a quarterback who can do what he needs to do, then then you'll you'll be fine with with Ben Johnson. 
Yeah. Greg, for a while I feel like you thought that Dan Campbell was kind of a joke. Do you still feel that way? He's a meathead. I love <laughs> him, though. He's just yeah. a meathead. Yeah. You know, like, um, I, think, I think he knows what he's doing. He knows football. I think he comes off as a little dopey man. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. Um, but, I mean, I, my whole line on him was, God, I hope this guy can coach because it would be great if he could stick around because he's fun. Yeah. Um, and he's done it, which is great. I'm thrilled for him. I just, you know, when you do your opening press conference and you look like a slappy, you have to expect people to go, what the hell? What is this? Who's biting me? <laughs> biting what? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. But I mean, he's yeah. a good, he's a good dude, man. He's a lot of fun, man. Uh, he's great. He's a, he's a great, uh, soundbite, man. Um, <laughs> And every other every every time he stops a sentence, he doesn't use a period. He says, "Man." <laughs> and you know what? It's a great it's a great team around him with Aaron Glenn, a good DC, Ben Johnson, good OC, and like you said, he can lead this team. Right? He might not know everything about X's and O's. He's got some smart guys, you know, at the assistants and the coordinator positions. But he is a leader of men, and that seems to be you know the theme in all these head coaching searches right now. And you know, I hate cliches. But Dan Campbell really does have buy-in. I mean, he's got buy-in from every one of those players on this team. Fifty-three guys all believe in him, and you—that's really hard to do. I don't even think Belichick had fifty-three guys buying in on him all the time. <laughs> you know, because he's such a yeah. weirdo. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, be a so good it'll one. Be interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens if they make it to the Super Bowl. I got to see you in Vegas. Then, would you make the trip? Uh. I got two kids in college, brother. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just so expensive. Even if you can get tickets, yeah, it's expensive. I hope they make it next year because I might have a better chance of going next year. Well, Greg, thanks so, as always, man. Good stuff. All right. Thanks, Adam. Take care, buddy. Yep, that's Greg Henson. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. You can always check us out on the go with the free Odyssey app. It gives you the ability to pause the show, rewind, run some errands, and then pick up right where you left off. And the Rams, VCU, will be in Davidson, North Carolina, face off against Davidson, that is tomorrow, late game, Saturday night, 8 p.m. tip, and should let all the listening audience know, members of the AWOD Army, I will be doing my extended pregame show live from Ram's house. Uh, it's right along Broad Street, basically across the street from that Whole Foods, just a couple blocks away from the Siegel Center. So uh, bring your black and gold. Be ready to enjoy you know, cold drinks, good food, and a live pregame and halftime show. Should be a ton of fun. Yeah, and I'll be there. Oh, Stubbs, come by. I'll be there with the boys, with the really? with, the, with the gang. Come now, Stubbs, you've, you've never shown support for me before. What is it? Is it because I won the bowling competition today? Well, that helps. You know, that definitely helps. But it, yeah. it, it was good timing. You're out at a bar. That's easy to get people to. You yeah. know, it just kind of worked out timing wise. That's awesome, man. So, uh, what time are you guys planning on coming out to Rams House? Uh, well, what would you recommend? What would be a good so, time? You think? I would say probably. 
a good 20 to 30 minutes before tip-off, right? Because you, you want to be able to check out what's going on there. They're going to have a watch party, some events. There might even be some swag being handed out by VCU Athletics. Uh, you can catch part of my pregame show, you know, take a shot, uh, drink a beer, and then we'll get ready for the Rams. All right. Well, we can, we can plan on that. Yeah, yeah, I'd say probably 7.30 would be a good time to meet up. All right, let's get to AWOD's certified NFL game of the week. This is AWOD's certified game of the week. Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon! He's in for the touchdown! Guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. Look, I know everyone a lot to do on the weekend. Of course, probably going to be watching some college hoops on Saturday. Not just uh, VCU in action, but at the Robin Center, Richmond, the Spiders are hosting Dayton. Both teams undefeated in the A-10. So a lot of college sports on Saturday and then on Sunday, two NFL games. Uh, maybe you want to go out with your girlfriend or your wife and you have to pick, hey, do I want to get home for the 3 p.m. game or the 6.30 game? That's why we do AWOD's Certified NFL Game of the Week. And we've been having a ton of fun with this all season long, Stub. Unfortunately, this will be the last Certified Game of the Week that we give out for this season because next week's the Pro Bowl. I don't think anybody should watch that. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to promote it for any of my viewers to check out that lame flag football game in the Pro Bowl. And then with the Super Bowl, it's the only game to choose. We can still pick it. Yeah, no, you're right, right. but we can't (laughs) hand it out as the certified game of the week. Uh, I'll I'll let you kind of talk it out first. Between the Chiefs-Ravens game and the Lions-Niners game, which do you think our viewing audience members will care about more? I mean, I think you're going to agree with me. It's it's got to be the Chiefs-Ravens. Uh, we think whoever wins that one is probably going to win the Super Bowl. I'm pretty locked in that it's going to be an AFC. So really, I think that this is going to be maybe even a more entertaining game than the Super Bowl with these two just fantastic teams with probably the top two quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, I- I'll say this. I love the timing of both games, right? Sunday, maybe you're hungover from going out Saturday to River City Roll, checking out the live entertainment. Sleep in on Sunday. You know, don't set your alarm at all. Wake up in the afternoon. Do not wake up in the a.m. That's my rule on Sunday of Conference Championship Sunday. So wake up after 12 noon. Go get yourself some brunch. Then come home. 3 o'clock's a great time for a game. And then that second game, 6.30 uh, kickoff, that'll be over before 10 p.m. So no Sunday scaries getting ready for Monday. Monday, uh, you can get a good night's sleep. And look, I, I agree with what Greg said last segment, our Lions reporter there. If the Lions win, I think it's you know a close one, maybe a field goal at the buzzer, or I could see the 49ers winning in a blowout. I just think you're right. Chiefs, Ravens, feels like the winner's going to win the Super Bowl. It is the you know all-star matchup of quarterbacks. You know, everyone was hyped for Mahomes against Josh Allen, and that was a great matchup. But neither of those quarterbacks have been as dynamic as Lamar Jackson this season. He is your league MVP. He has been a superstar. He's got weapons around him. Mark Andrews returns. Isaiah Likely, the tight end. You heard our Ravens reporter likes him to score a touchdown. Uh, Then Odell Beckham. Big game OBJ. He's already, you know, had multiple big games and big moments in the past. And then Zay Flowers. I've been championing him as Rookie of the Year all season long. And you know what I like about this Ravens defense, though? 
is Roquan Smith and his ability to kind of contain Patrick Mahomes scrambling. He can also match up well uh, against a Pacheco out of the backfield. I think this is going to be a really good game. AWOD certified game of the week, guaranteeing that football fans around the country will enjoy this contest no matter the two teams playing. It's the two best teams in the NFL season. The six-time AFC uh, team that's been there, AFC championship game the last six years in the Chiefs against the one seed, the Baltimore Ravens. That's your game of the week. Stub, it's been a fun week of shows here on 910 The Fan. How did you think uh, the audio sounded, the play-by-play of the first ever bowl bowl uh, bowling competition between Michael Phillips and myself? I was really shocked what a play-by-play voice Michael Phillips has. He had the energy. that he. I was really shocked by how good of a play-by-play Michael did. I was locked in. You did pretty good, oh, too. Oh, so I'm chopped liver. No, you oh, were okay, good, so too. I'm I've heard liver. you do play-by-play no, before. No, no, it's I my first this. time hearing Michael. And I okay. was I was amazed. I thought I thought he he brought the energy, and you did as well. I was just right, but you you obviously just gave the nod to Mike. But I'm you know what? Give, it's all right you, because hey, you he won. didn't knock down the most exactly. pins. Yeah, you won yeah. the game. And, I'm giving the play fair, by play. Was, hey, you Mike. know what? Here's the thing. Was it fair and square? Did I win fair and square? Of course, you won fair and square. I won least, fair and square. At least that's how I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard pins get knocked down. You guys didn't fib that you won on the last one. I heard pins. Yeah. No, and it, and it was also, you know, I took a page out of the Junkies playbook there, waited a segment, let people listen <laughs> to the commercial break before that final roll. I, I'm going to give myself credit, though. It really was clutch, a couple of clutch oh, yeah. rolls to win. Like, when we went to that second-to-last segment there, Michael was up by 13 pins with two frames to go. You made it a game to remember. I was I on really the edge did. of my seat even here. I didn't know what was yeah. going on down there. I, I mean, I, I, I was super nervous. I'm proud of myself uh, that I was able to get the win because, uh, you know, I should get the win. I'm the one that has the deal with River City Roll every Friday. I felt like if, if Michael, you know, beat me, you were going to hear MP on the mic from 10 to noon at River <laughs> City Roll. You know, I was defending my sponsor. That's true. you got to defend the, right? the castle. you got to stay home. Yes. You needed that win. You needed that win at and this, home. And this is my home field. This is where I hosted the first ever football festival, right? And mm-hmm. we're, we're going to announce Football Fest 2 in the coming months. Don't you wait, all right? It's going to be a ton of fun. So a couple really good NFL games this weekend. Um, we have to get to the confidence pool, Stub. Do you have a chance to, to get first place here? I do. I do. It, it, I'm taking a risk on a team that I'm rooting for. I know that Michael and Josh are both going Ravens-Niners. Yes. So I've decided to put Lions at two, Ravens wow. at one. Because and if, if if that happens, will you end up as the champion? Yes, I will. Because right, I will do have, the math for me real quick. Yeah, what is if the that scores? happens? I will have a one point lead going into the Super Bowl, which means I will either win or tie. No, because if your team loses and their team wins, you'd go down a point. They'd go. Oh, up a I point. did not know that that was the rules in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, you know, okay. you're really good with the ones and twos, but math seems to be. <laughs> no, I know my math. In I an area of I didn't know that here. was a rule. I, I just asked that. you to do the math, and the math. No, I didn't. Mathing, no, I didn't bro. know that you lost a point if you were wrong in the Super Bowl. That was not a rule oh. that was was known to me. Well, that's how it's worked for every other round, well, right? I'm, or do no. I need to? Go back and do the math here. I haven't been to if, subtracting points. You haven't been subtracting points? I didn't That's know. The, <laughs> hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, time out. Time out, everybody. We're going to redo the math here and send out an email. It's Grant and Danny coming up next. Stub, of course you lose points if your team loses. My goodness. Find me a new producer. I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan.